0: Hi everybody, this is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen
1: to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby.
0: Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried and true approach from and That Ideal Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockinthatidealife.com and
2: let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues
1: Radio. Let's have a dime, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we
3: like go-go Are we suspended?
1: <laughs> I, I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's
0: right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape?
3: You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio,
4: the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys
0: welcome to episode 6 of season 13 this is episode number 437 all time of the often imitated never duplicated here come the meat sweats we're the original st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio special thanks to our sponsors rock and bet idlf.com strikingmike.com and centerizebrewery.com for once again probably sponsoring the show please check them out also, uh, don't forget to check out the t-shirt shop at let Blue for the very best St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at an unbelievably uh, fair price. It is Wednesday, November, November 15th, and we're streaming live on, right now on YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitters. You can interact with the show on social media. Our handle on the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, my co-host for The Big Shoe. Tonight are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder, and believe it or not, producer Austin is in the house, and he's also using... No overlay right now, so he needs to get on. <laughs> we have advertisers on there. There.
1: Oh, hold on. Hold That's on, a, on. well. I mean, Austin. I didn't the problem know. Is we don't...
2: This is new to me. Shut up, Austin. We, we When we have four people on screen, you can't uh, you can't really use it. Um, so yeah, no, you
1: can't. when
2: he's on screen, we'll take it off and yeah, put yeah, it yeah. back on later. Okay. But hey, That's Austin's fine. here. That's all that
1: matters. That's
2: fine. Yeah, that'll work that way.
1: <laughs> I kind of know what I'm doing, I think. He lives. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, well, you, if you knew what you were doing, you should talk closer to the microphone.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we didn't go over this before. I don't think you, I don't I think, really think the answer, right mic is
2: even on. on. The right mic is not even on for Austin, so there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, we're off to a great he, start here, guys. This close to intern Austin.
1: This close. <laughs> I'm glad somebody brought it up before. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I'm glad somebody uh, mentioned it before we started that it didn't sound off or anything. But No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> <just did> <laughs> It's, this uh, is
3: performance review
2: season
1: man. it's not going <laughs> really, well this is the make or break season for my contract we, if it's gonna we be might have well. to
2: let you go right before christmas do you notice no, how austin
0: good. when things were going rough for the blues austin's nowhere to they found and all of a sudden that the, they're, they're playing
3: very you know what well, I'll just here he is
2: all, all of a sudden
3: is 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 there such a thing as a Fairweather producer?
2: yeah right we have i one. will not produce
1: when the blues are losing <laughs> <laughs> driving
3: to nashville to watch a toronto maple leafs predators game Did
1: do that well i mean there was other points to that trip but it was fun that's a nice arena
2: uh bridgestone yeah yeah oh yeah and yeah. there multiple times
1: yeah did uh they've got the like a top shelf area at the
0: one end did you see that
3: he was on the opposite end based on the photos that he boasted. Okay,
0: because when when we went there to watch the Blues and Preds play, when the Blues spanked the Predators, um, the the top shelf area was like super crowded and you couldn't get a spot anywhere close to the, to the counter. So we kind of just walked by it, but uh, I, I was yeah. curious if it was the same when you were there.
1: I don't yeah. know, but it's it's so different, like because Enterprise is a like a you could throw any team in there and they can call it home, and Bridgestone is all shoving the Predators in your face, and it's like I don't I don't yeah weird. Also, they, the they, feelings are very low. and I hated it. Yeah, it's uh,
0: it, Enterprise is a little more cavernous there in the in the on the concourses, and yeah, I, I agree with you that. There's not as as much blues branding as there is uh, for the Predators in, in Bridgestone, but and maybe that's because it, it's more cramped and more confined. It's like on top, on top of you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh,
2: it was probably similar to the Golden Knights when I went there um, for the preseason game this year. There was a lot, like you knew you were in the Golden Knights arena. Yep. There was stuff all over. Now, granted, it was their first game playing ever after winning the Stanley Cup. But, yeah, you definitely felt it. You could see all around. They had, like, you know, it just looked like you were walking through corridors of a castle at certain points. Um, so, yeah, it. it I, I think the Blues are probably one of the teams that are on the other end of the spectrum in the NHL as compared to, I think, a lot of the newer arenas are doing that kind of thing now.
1: Well, it's like even when it was Scott trade, they had, like, you know, they had the blue ceiling and, like, the yellow stripe along, like, the top. And then also like the purple seating kind of matched what blended in kind of looked like blue on TV and stuff. So I don't know. It's more of a, a neutral like site. Which I don't know. It's weird. Um
0: the agenda uh, for tonight on the big show includes discussion about the uh got some hockey hall of fame inductees to uh, discuss pierre turgeon and ken hitchcock have, uh, went in um got a few recent games to uh talk about games against arizona colorado and tampa bay um, o'reilly plays a thousand games there's been an arrest in the unfortunate accident that led to um adam johnson's death uh during a game over in england and uh, what else we got here at the very end? Uh, we've got um, oh, that's it. <laughs> uh, all that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Um, all right, um, official drinks beverages of this episode number four thirty seven. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is Seat Price Twelve. Jeff's is Jayponder ninety four, and Bill's is Billy Blue Note thirty three. Um, Bill, what you got? well
3: i I gotta stop fixating on jeff trying to get his camera back in focus
2: i got it i got it you
3: got it finally third time's a charm yep um so i'm um i'm pre-gaming next friday kind of i'm starting to work my way into the heavier stouts again so um i've got
4: uh
3: i had a leftover maple mood from Boulevard, I believe. Nice. I didn't bring a bottle with me. Um, My beer game's off right now, but um, yeah. Maple syrup infused uh, Imperial Stout. Really nice and sweet and high in ABV.
0: Speaking of Stouts, I take it you guys saw what Four Hands just announced that they were releasing very soon? The
3: Citywide? No.
0: I mean, yeah, although they have a study wide stout now, but mm-hmm. the candy bar stouts, have you seen those? No. Stouts? Oh. Stouts? stouts. They have a Charleston Chew milk stout. Mm-hmm. It's like marshmallow. So and
3: this, this is going to be this year's version of the cereal ones they had last
0: year? Probably. And they sound yeah. a lot better. Um, yeah. And I don't know what the other two are. Uh, they're kind of like generic labels. Same color as the the real candy bar labels, but they're not using the actual candy bar names, right? Mm. But the one in the middle, Charleston Chew. Like, oh, Chocolate Marshmallow? Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying one. And the other two, I'm not sure what they are. They can You can check them out. But uh, yeah, Four Hands. Is, I think that's coming out uh, this week? Yeah. I think. On the 20th, maybe? Something like that. Check mm. that out. That'd be we fun. might
3: need to make a trip over there soon. Yeah.
0: Sounds fun. Uh, well, Austin, do you want to go next before Jeff? Sorry,
1: I have. Take a guess. Take a guess first. Dr. Uh, Pepper, Pepsi. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, White Claw. Oh, uh, uh, Coke Zero. Wow, wow. thanks, You're Kurt. I appreciate you, White Claw uh, kind of guy. Crab juice. A vagina. Thank Shirley, you. Temple. Shirley, oh Temple. But... Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Oh my. Shirley Temple. Bill. Spot on. Bill's paying attention.
2: Oh, Dr. Pepper what, that's the best. Dr. What kind? Pepper just straight uh, zero, just zero sugar. sugar.
1: Zero sugar. What? Huh.
2: Huh. Go ahead. John. You think a man oh. in that kind of shape drinks anything other than zero sugar? I mean, fuck uh, you. Only <laughs> only of it. you look great. Only <laughs>
0: only the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Drink the Dr. Pepper zero sugar.
2: Hey, since I've stopped <clears> playing <throat> hockey, I feel like I put on about 40 pounds, Austin, so I've no I've no room Yeah, to talk. you're you're there yeah, but half it's in your hair. It, well, that's true, and I did lose <laughs> about ten pounds just shaving the beard. So, yeah. Well, you, you
0: found you found like little small animals living in there. So, yes, oh, I, yeah. Woodland, awesome woodland creatures. And and <laughs>
3: honestly, wearing the the orange and black the the Shen Flyers jersey, now you really have the Andre Poodle Lucier look down
2: pat. That's kind of what I was going for. With the the, the hair pulled back a little bit more, too. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mine is uh, Schlafly Pale Ale. I've had this on the show many times. English style. Very, very good beer. Uh, Good sipping beer. And it matches your jersey. It does. It does. Yeah. For those on the uh, podcast, I am wearing my Flyers number 10 jersey. I'll show the people uh on that are watching the show. I would have guessed it was Syracuse
0: Bulldogs, but I couldn't see the logo. Shen.
2: Nice. Braden Shin action. The dude has been on fire. I had to wear his jersey tonight.
0: Very nice. Um and I'm gonna I you know Austin and I are two right thinking kind of guys because that's exactly what I have too the Dr. Ooh. Pepper Zero Sugar.
1: <laughs> I How about that?
0: I actually got turned on to the Zero Sugar um line of products of, I don't know, two weeks, two and a half weeks ago, something like that. And I don't know if you, have you had the zero sugar stuff? It is actually really good. It it, it tastes a lot like it is the best diet soda I've ever had in my life. And I don't like, I hate diet soda. I hate it. I don't drink it. I need
2: to look it up, but I have actually been told by many people that it's actually not any better for you than regular soda, that the replacement for sugar is actually just as bad as sugar. Well, uh,
0: I have heard that as well, but I've heard that's not true. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that was like an Stature. early study that's been debunked. Yeah, so I, does it, I does am it not have... going to sit
2: here and, and claim that I know anything about it. I've just that's what I've been told. I, I heard the same
0: thing, but Do I also heard research. that that entire thing yeah, right. was not really true anymore.
3: So uh, does it have sucralose or aspartame?
0: Sucralose.
3: I Yeah, that's sh- any artificial Sweetener gives me a massive headache. You like know. I can't, I can't even. Yeah. If well, if it has electrolytes, maybe that'll offset it. But like, <laughs> I can't even drink regular. Like, I can't uh, consume regular Nyquil now because they've started putting sucralose in it, and hmm. yeah, it
2: just got to go with. Sucralose sounds like a brand. really bad Marvel villain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sucraloso
0: <laughs> sounds like a yeah he sounds like a mexican wrestler <laughs> i am
2: sucralose
0: uh austin have you had the dr pepper cream soda zero sugar that's my favorite
1: that one was good i just finished through that about a week ago so yeah. i went ahead and got that from sam's yep. saving the money
0: i've heard the studies that say that uh you <sighs> That there have, been, there have been studies done that's,
1: you know, I've heard the
0: same thing that you did, Jeff, where if you, you you drink the diet soda and your body's tricked into thinking of seeing sugar, but it's not getting it, and then it craves more sugar, that's not true. I, I've heard that, that uh, people, did, if so, will, I heard the same thing you did, but then I did some, some more research, so I'm like, oh, that's apparently not true, so... I, I just uh mm-hmm. I get all my
2: you did news from some more from research
3: the... from the Sucralose Institute for uh, yeah. Science. <laughs> yeah,
0: sponsored by Sucralose.
2: <laughs> I get all my news from uh just reading Facebook headlines. So, I actually I actually like Do you read
0: right? the articles at all or just the headlines?
2: No, no, just the headlines. This actually has Oleen in it. Remember Oleen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's a great <laughs> Dolly Parton song. Oleen,
0: Oleen,
2: Oleen. Yeah.
0: O-leen. <laughs> Jesus. We're all over did the you, map. Right, did, did anybody uh, ever have any issues with the uh, the lays Olean?
3: No. Chips? Once I heard the issues people
0: were having with it, I stayed the hell away from it. Do you know what I heard about that? Is I heard that the people that would that would get the diarrhea from that uh, in the test studies that the rate of people that got diarrhea was not really any greater from those that ate the Olean chips versus the regular chips. The diarrhea just happened at the same rate and some people got it like they would normally. And I think they made a big deal about it. I think that was a little overblown maybe from Mm -hmm. what I heard that could be not true, but that's what I heard anyway.
2: Oh, Jaden Schwartz just fell on the ice. Hmm. What a shock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, More that girl says is Olean the same as Olestra.
2: Oh, that's a, that's a great Kubrick movie. The Olestra steps. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we're we're not getting anything accomplished in this show i am questions are.
1: I we are 15 minutes in guys <laughs> <laughs> try the veal <V-Lum. laughs> i'm here all week
0: <laughs>
1: oops yeah no <laughs> i just got no I yeah, gotta matt harris read the says,
2: comment first austin we got yeah. podcasters I
0: mean, matt um, harris says glad to hear the allegations against you were cleared austin
2: they were yeah. um,
1: i don't I'm think just, they were i'm I mean, just he's running just, away
3: he's just they're not, out on bail it's yeah, it's it's allegation parole for Austin
2: tonight. <laughs> the only reason Austin's here is we want people to tune in because they're just like, oh my god, they're letting in that guy who they, did that horrible thing your, back him, on the show.
1: show. Dude, show do you want to see the giant tattoo on my back from prison? Well, mm. just just show the ankle bracelet.
2: Is it like a mad lib, like you can flex and it like changes? No,
0: it's a it's a pair of badly drawn boobs.
2: Oh boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move along. All right.
1: Enjoy <laughs> your guys' show. I'm going to stop ruining it.
2: You got it.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh Pierre Turgeon and Ken Hitchcock were inducted into the Hockey Hall of Damn Fame, it. which is <laughs> –
2: <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to fix the overlay. I just we got it now. We're good. I, did,
0: I almost had like a seizure from those flashing overlays <laughs> from on the screen. <laughs>
2: We are off to an awful start okay, Good night everybody <laughs>
0: uh, it, it is it, I, I would imagine most people think that the Hockey Hall of Fame is the NHL Hall of Fame. what well, is not It is all of hockey all the Wasn't hockey there world.
2: Somebody who argued that was it last year. they said something on Twitter like, mm-hmm. this is the NHL yeah. Hall of Fame. yeah and we were yeah. like, no. no, it's not
0: no it's the hockey <laughs> it's the the hockey world. The entire hockey world, the NHL is a, is a is a large part of it, but it's not. You know, there's a lot more to hockey. It's because it's the, the highest
2: NFL. league, which is why like <clears throat> you're not getting players from the AHL being put in there, but you're getting women's hockey. You're getting the Russian Federation. It's it's the whole world. Yeah.
0: Um, the entire list of inductee, inductees for the 2023 class are Tom Barasso, Henrik Lundqvist, Pierre Turjan, Mike Vernon. Carolyn o- Alouette and Ken Hitchcock, uh, and Ken K- Hitchcock in the family of Pierre Lacroix.
2: Uh, don't forget Blues great Tom Barrasso. Blues great, yeah. How many did he give us? Like three. I think three. <laughs> hey, he Tom Barrasso is
3: a legend for really normalizing the Aeroflex pad in the NHL. So, in the goalie yeah. community, he is, I mean, apart from being, you know, such a high draft pick, one of the highest drafted goalies uh, at the time, um, and, you know, having such great early years in Buffalo and really maintaining a great thing over the career. The Aeroflex pads, which your
2: brother Keith used to wear. He did. Yeah. He they were, the
0: uh, and they were, they were, they were a really nice set of uh, roller hockey pads at the time.
2: They were, yeah. Plus, he's got ass in his name, so <laughs> that's worth calling out. <laughs> no, I I love Tom Brassle. Actually, I, I remember as a kid you pronounced it wrong. I guess I I guess I, what
0: you pronounced his name wrong. It's Tom
2: Brassle, Brassle, right? No, I uh, when when the Blues got him, was that like two thousand one ish?
3: It was the year we had thirteen goalies. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Uh, I think that was two thousand two. I could be wrong on that, but either way, um, I remember being excited and my dad just laughing at me like. That guy's like ancient. Why are you excited to get him? And I'm like, because he's awesome. Pittsburgh Penguin, Stanley Cup. And yeah, he was a shell of himself at the time. But it was like Martin Brodeur when he came here. It was exciting because it was a guy that I grew up watching. And it was cool to see him in a blues jersey. But either way, uh, very deserving. Kind of surprised. That I, I don't know. You guys surprised it took so long for him to get in? I, I, I thought a he bit. would have gotten in much sooner. A
3: little bit. Goalies, goalies tend to take longer. in um, this year, I mean, I mean, this year was the year of the goalie. I mean, Mike Vernon, you know, that's that's a guy that you know, I back in the day, I would have argued never in a million fucking years should that guy be in the Hall of Fame. But you know, his his latter, you know, he he won won a cup um, for the Flames. I think that was his rookie year, second second year when they beat Montreal in '89. And did it again in, in Detroit. I always I always hated him because he always played for my least favorite teams. But he at the end of the day, he's deserving. And I'm surprised it took him this this long. quest getting in this quick yeah. surprised me.
0: Well, Brasso six games played for the Blues. He was one in four. Oh. Uh, 16 goals against. <laughs> 879 so, save percentage 3.27 GAA. Uh
3: not it, his worst numbers. It, <laughs> was Mike Van I,
2: Ryan the goalie coach?
0: Um I
3: think Mike <laughs> Van Ryan was probably on that team. What year was that? He,
2: actually he might have uh heard.
0: that was uh oh two oh three.
3: Yeah, so that was the year that we went through um Cody um, you Name all
2: six. Let's see if Bill can Beckford, name all six.
3: Chris Beckford <laughs> Sue. Yep. Um you got
2: Tom Barrasso, so that's three.
3: Reinhard Davis, yep. Curtis Sanford, yep. All right,
0: and then Brent Johnson.
2: Brent Johnson, there you go. I believe you, that's you, correct.
0: You who you, did you say all six? There was seven.
3: There were seven. There were se- oh, there's
2: one more. There's one more. Um, who did you say you said Johnson? Johnson, Rodkowski Davis,
3: Davis Beckford, Sue. Beckford Sue's not on it.
0: No, Beckford Sue's is not. Is that, was he the following year? He wasn't on 0203. Uh, the hyphenator?
3: <laughs> um,
2: oh, you're Divas, right. It wasn't
3: Beckford Sue. Divas. Um, oh, Stanford.
2: okay. So you're missing a big one. I don't want this to take <laughs> the Chris whole Osgood? show. Chris yes. Osgood? Chris yes. Osgood. And then there's one more. He was the backup to start the season.
3: Fred Brathwaite?
2: Fred Brathwaite, there you go. Okay. I used him in Wordle or in a uh, uh, today. Yeah,
3: he's. I I have his uh, his Oshawa Generals oh, 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 oh. Junior card. There you that go. Was the that was the Eric
2: Lindros set. Did
0: did the uh, the Blues ever ever play the Sanford and Son theme song when Curtis no. Sanford was in it?
2: No, because my brother and I used to say that all the time. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, they've had two Sanford's on a great the team they haven't done
0: that. Red Fox. That I mean, I, I don't know, maybe he specifically requested they not do that. Uh but well, if they've they did
2: they have had two Sanfords and they yeah. haven't done it with either of them.
0: I don't understand. I don't understand that.
2: Yep. Uh, that, Sanford friend of the show, by the way.
0: Friends of the show. Uh, Turgeon uh, played 19 years and had uh, stints with the Buffalo Sabres, New York Islanders, Montreal Canadiens, St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars, and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Canadiens dealt Turgeon to the St. Louis Blues early in the 96 97 season. The Blues sent Murray Barron, Shane Corson, and a draft pick to Montreal. Uh, Great Turgeon's, trade. Great trade. Yeah. Uh, Tur- he was so good for us, and I think underrated. Yeah, he was. Uh, we talked about him a lot being underrated when we did our all-time teams and stuff like that and the, the draft picks you know the, the fantasy draft we did uh he scored better than 20 goals and 60 points in each of his five seasons with the blues including 30 goals and 82 points in the uh 2000 2001 season he had 1294 games played 515 goals 812 assists 1,327 points it was a plus 139 in his career uh, he had more points 355 and games played 327 with the blues than any other franchise. So
2: he was dominant here. He was a yeah. top, would you say top five center at the time? I'd have to yeah, really dig don't? into other teams, but yeah, I'd, I'd call him a top five center at the time.
3: Yeah. 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 That The first year with, uh, with Hully, they mm-hmm. had some insane chemistry, right? And, and wasn't that, wasn't he the, so Keenan was out at that point, that was one of Larry
2: Plo's first moves. Is that right? Uh, uh, I that it up. sounds correct. Um, yeah, I mean you got to figure again. Thinking about top five, um, we've got uh, Sergey Fedorov of the, the Red Wings, Steve Iserman, Joe Sakic. Um, um, man, who else would be up there? Uh, Peter Forsberg, I, mean, I guess. A lot of these guys, teams, are, guys Eric are on the same team,
3: team.
2: Yeah, yeah, Eric Lindros. I don't know. I think he makes an argument for top five with a lot of those names. I mean, Gretzky had kind of fallen off at that point. Lemieux wasn't playing that whole stint. But he was, Um, yeah, he,
0: 96, 97 was his first year here. So he overlapped with Keenan a little bit. Uh, So
3: Keenan would have made that trade.
0: Keenan, yeah, Keenan was gone 33 games into the season that year, replaced by Roberts and then Quinville. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and Turgeon played sixty nine games for the blue that season. Yeah. Oh no. Well, oh hold on, played nine games with Montreal. So yeah. If, depending if when it, the trade went down.
3: Well, if Keenan was here after thirty games, then it was a Keenan trade.
2: Yeah. Um, man, I'm thinking too. Dallas had Madano and Newandike. Right. And um, all these teams, they they had one two punches. They were stamped. Um, yeah, uh, but the, for the Blues, like when you it, purely, if we say number one centers, you know, basically, let's say Detroit can't have two, Colorado can't have two, Dallas can't have two. I think you definitely get Pierre Turgeon in the mix at his stint here in St. Louis.
0: Can you name uh, in '96, '97? Can you name other Blue centers? Yeah, Turgeon, Adam Creighton.
3: Mm, on, he was see. he was gone by then. Creighton um, was, was gone. He, um Craig Conroy?
0: Conroy? Um oh boy. Well think think of who Keenan brought over
3: too. Yeah. Um Mike Peter Eastwood? Zezel?
0: Uh no Eastwood. Zezel's one. Mm. Got Harry York?
2: Oh god, the, the Harry York. Hockey
3: international
2: superstar Harry York. <laughs> yep.
0: Jamal Mayers. Mm-hmm.
2: Eh, he wasn't really a center though yeah he? i'm
0: I'm going by hockey reference uh because they, they they list everyone as a center
2: it seems like yeah
1: it's 10 p.m do you know where your children are
2: rob robert petrovicki was that that year uh-huh yep oh man yep
0: yep that was that's some blasts in the past some names
2: Man. Well, anyway, well-deserving. We have talked about yeah. it on the show a couple times. Very happy for Pierre Turgeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a awesome, awesome hockey player. One of my favorites growing up. Uh,
0: Ken Hitchcock uh, was the fourth winningest coach in history at the time of the, his Hockey Hall of Fame induction with 849 wins, 534 losses, 88 ties, and 127 overtime losses. Uh, his career had stints with the Dallas Stars, Flyers, Jet, Blue Jackets, Blues, and Oilers through 22 initial seasons, uh, November six, two 2011, the blues hired Hitchcock. And by the end of that season, he was awarded the Jack Adams award as the NHL's coach of the year. Uh, he turned around, the team turned around in Hitchcock and he finished that year, two points, uh, back of the winning, winning, uh, the president's trophy and had a record of 43, 15 and 11, uh, in the 15, 16, the blues went to the conference final. And on May 31st, 2016, Hitchcock announced that he would retire from coaching at the end of that season, Yet he was unable to finish that season when he was fired <laughs> in February of 2017. Well, and then
2: he came back and coached Edmonton after. The- yeah,
0: and he's yeah. and yes, and he, and he did, and he's actually still, still technically employed by the Blues as a consultant. Yeah. So and they, I think uh, Brube said the other, uh, just uh, yesterday or the day before that uh, he talks with Ken Hitchcock a lot. So hmm. as Hitchcock, Hitchcock watches the games and always has like, you know, advice and information and stuff to share. So he's still an influence in the blues organization to some
2: degree. Mike Schloman in uh, the chat might be a new live listener. Uh, He says, I believe he means Pierre, but he says, Pete Turgeon was a stud sneaky Pete sneaky Sneaky Pete. Pete. Yeah. That was the
3: nickname. Yeah. (laughs) yeah his uh i i watched uh hitches and terjean's uh induction speeches and um terjean's yeah, I, I didn't realize he he lost his daughter one of his daughters uh tragically oh. uh, at a very young age so that that uh, that was a surprise but I didn't know um, he did talk fondly about his time in st louis and uh, about McKinnis and uh their uh you know, carpooling to, uh, to games and all the talks that they had. So, but that was pretty cool.
0: Um, uh, one of the things, every time I, I hear Turgeon's name, I, I always think of the Dale Hunter incident when mm, Turgeon yeah. played for the Islanders in the playoffs mm-hmm. and he just destroyed Turgeon and dislocated his shoulder, uh, after Turgeon scored, I think it was the game. It was overtime goal, winning goal, giving him a goal late in the third period a winning goal, something like that. Um, that was, that was, I mean, if you look back on that and you look up on YouTube, it's there. That is one of the most egregious
2: cheap shots ever. Oh yeah. That's terrible. I put that right pretty close, even though it was a much worse result for Steve Moore. I put that pretty close to the Bertuzzi incident cuz I mean he was he had no well, idea he was come
3: I think it's it's a a distant third place behind Bertuzzi and Marty McSorley on Donabrshire yeah.
0: yeah which oh, we're going to talk about later too. a little bit <laughs> Yeah um I think yeah I, I mean checking the guys, mm-hmm. yeah so long after the goal he knows what Hunter was said at the time He's like I didn't realize the I didn't realize he had scored Yeah what a no. bullshit I mean it doesn't matter the yeah. puck was nowhere near him, anyway. You know, it just—I was just—I yeah. just, I mean, terrible, terrible play.
3: You right, know. and that—that that was that was the '93 team. That uh, you know, who knows? You know, like I didn't Turjan wind up missing the the season or the series against Montreal. I believe Montreal so. went on to win the cup. I believe so. I mean, that was that was a very pivotal moment. Yep.
0: Uh, okay, so we are—we're due for a break. Uh, After the break, we're going to uh, discuss the uh, last uh, few Blues games, kind of talk about how the Blues have been playing recently. Uh, You are listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio.
2: We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car, and the very next thing I do – I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which I need with the way I play. In phase three, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash and elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick me up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10, off your order. That's Rockin'That IDLife.com.
3: Brewery is a beer lovers' dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the beauty IPA to the old arena lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB, let's go beer.
2: During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com, and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And
1: now back to Let's Go Blues Radio. The longest Blues, the running St. Louis Blues podcast
0: with Price, Ponder, and Day. Austin Lynch behind the scenes on the ball with that commercial break.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like Matt, he never left us.
0: It is. Um, so Matt Harris uh, asked in the YouTube chat, uh, Y'all seen the PWHL jerseys? Absolute garbage. Only remotely good ones are Montreal and Toronto. Uh, Man, I don't,
2: I-, I don't understand that because they're all the same fucking jersey. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they all. I mean, if you haven't seen them, they're. I'm not even going to bother putting them up on screen because they're just they're just all plain striped jerseys with diagonal print from the city on the on the front, like the Rangers.
2: I, well, I don't. You know what the team names are, right?
0: Team Montreal. Team Montreal. They don't have they don't have logos, they don't have anything.
2: They just came out with the PWHL logo like a couple weeks ago. I don't understand. Like, I, this this league is a fucking mess out of the gate. Do you know how
0: easy it would be to hire somebody to just throw together some logos for your team and do some good ones? This is not a complicated process. They, they could do they, this
2: they bought apparently they bought like naming rights for all the teams what we believe they'll be and those are even more disastrous without having team names they're all terrible aren't these
0: like placeholder jersey designs for when they actually do have a yes. jer- yeah so i i don't think they're going to go are they going to actually use these on the ice because i don't know if they're going to the, the other stuff yes. ready in time okay
2: yeah they don't have anything ready so, in time when it... they're they're rushing out of the gate it's It's a it's a joke that they had to they had to cancel the PHF, they had to buy that out so they could build this league and they didn't want to waste any time and they just started going, going, going. And it's like, oh yeah, wait, we gotta hire GMs, we gotta name teams, we gotta name cities. It's it's a disaster.
0: This 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 seems like the easiest hurdle though. You could name all the teams and come up with logos for all these teams in a week or less. You, this is not a. I mean, I, I assume it's more complicated with yeah, securing naming rights and things, and and uh, uh, copyrights and all that crap. But still, this is something that should have been a long time ago.
2: All right, have have you heard what these possible team names are? No. So there's been applications to trademark certain names. Have you heard what they are? No. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is this is going to sound made up. It is not made up. Here's what is apparently in for trademarks. The Toronto Torch, the Montreal Echo, the Ottawa Alert, I have for some
0: of these. Sorry. Yeah, I have.
2: The Minnesota Superior, the Boston Wicked, and the New York Sound. What? What? The new Montreal Echo? The New York Sound. Let's go, Echo. The new York Sound and-
3: isn't bad. Right. Uh, I mean, and it sounds like they're all trying to be hipster. But the Boston and, can, and Echo. Yeah. Well, no, Boston Wicked is it's wicked. It's a wicked pissa.
1: <laughs> you, if Ottawa you say it works. with the Boston
3: pissa. accent, it works. But you got to say the, pissa. The, pissa the, echo, the echo, unless it is like a desperate cry for expos, but don't do it.
0: The, the the Boston name doesn't make any sense unless you follow it up with pissa.
2: <laughs> you can't it's just say wicked. Ottawa you got to say wicked pissa. is another one. What the fuck is the Ottawa Alert?
0: It's a, like, it's, it's when child, it's when children now. get abducted. It's what you're gonna get on your phone.
2: <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's a, it's an Ottawa alert. Uh, Minnesota Superior. I mean, these are awful. I mean, everything for about lake. this is awful.
3: Yeah. It's, it's not who, not, not well thought out.
2: <sighs> it, it, to yeah. me, if you're interested in hearing some thoughts, um, I know our friend Dan Rice. Uh, has a around the rink podcast he does with Allie Morse. Um, he used to play in the PHF. Um, and uh, our friend Amanda Levy is going to be in this new league. I'm hoping to get her on at some point, but I'm wondering if the league will shut that down, if they hear anything we say about this league, because my God, this is, going to sputter out Minnesota, of the game. Minnesota superior, right? That's correct. Yeah. Which there's a long, long, rich history of the Minnesota Whitecaps before PHF even existed. There was a Minnesota Whitecaps organization that won a bunch of championships, part of the organization, just part of the history and the culture of Minnesota hockey. Why they didn't just take that name from the PHF and run with it, I'll never know. They had to make something new and to make it their own. It's laughable. This I, is, don't,
0: I don't hate the Superior as much as some of the other ones. They are on Lake Superior, so that's... There's a the tie-in there. but
3: right. and You can go with the the church
2: lady quote. Somebody's feeling just a little bit superior. <laughs> so if we ever get a team, are we going to be the St. Louis, Mississippi? The
0: Mississippis. Mm. It should be, right? <laughs>
2: no, it's got to be the Mississippi because no other team has an S in it.
0: The mm. What's better, the Superiors or the Superior? The Superiors is better, right? Probably. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, it's it, I, so severe lack of creativity in this stuff it's like it's like yeah they're trying to go maybe they're like just so forward thinking that they're like 10 years ahead of the curve and all of a sudden these names 10 years from now be will be cool maybe they're ahead of nah. the game
2: nope <laughs> 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 i
0: think this question was probably for bill from matt harris uh have you seen the artic- athletic article talking about the Bruins goalie coach using the shin lock would love a goalie perspective about it have you heard that bill I have not I don't know what that is the shin I don't lock. know
3: how there's your homework I get I get 15 damn alerts from the athletic a day and I don't know how I missed that one I'll I'll check it out and and uh, give you my thoughts next next week
2: homework yeah, there's
3: your homework. Damn it, our listeners are giving us homework now.
2: <laughs> they are. Well, they're giving you homework. Not what, would that, what would that even be? Is that like a like a style? Like a? I would think it's like the elbow lock, right? Lock for elbow pads. Yeah, I, w- well, I w- equipment I w- or like yeah. a style. Okay, I would think it's an equipment thing, oh. right?
3: Yeah, I, I I will have to uh, look into it. Um, I'm hoping it's not like a chastity belt because that would be bad. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> All right. uh, blues uh, played uh, a few games since our last show. They uh, beat the Coyotes two to one. Scott Prunovich got uh, back in the lineup. Finally played 1451 and had three block shots in his first game since October 27th.
2: Um, and it's worth noting that it was not an eleven seven lineup. He actually let Perunovich yeah. play defense. And
0: Scandella in the third pairing. <clears throat> uh, Hofer got the start in this game. Um Played well in this game. He's now zero with a 1.34 goals against average and a 950 save percentage in his past three starts after allowing six goals on 42 shots and a six to two loss against these same coyotes on October nineteenth. So a nice little revenge win for the Blues and Hofer to atone for the bad loss earlier in the season against Arizona. Not which in this game, I didn't think this game was the best game by the Blues. I thought they they kind of snuck out of there with a two to one think mean, they they the hofer played really well um but the, the blues didn't really i mean it wouldn't have surprised me if they lost this game based on the way they played but they did win
2: what uh what, what were your thoughts going into this game I, I if you would have asked me i probably would have said start biddington but yeah after the fact i was like you know what i like that he started hofer he gave him the opportunity to come back in and a team that he just got shelled by and did not look good against. And he came back and let him get his revenge, and the Blues come out of that with a 2-1 win. Uh, I thought, you know, obviously if it goes the other way, it blows up. Blues lose 6-1. We're probably saying, what a horrible decision by Baruby. But I like this move. I like letting him kind of get his own revenge against the Coyotes.
0: I don't think there's a bad – I mean, you, there's an argument to make – for both right it, to you can start bennington because of the bad game hofer had against him last time or start hofer to give him a, a a revenge game right and i'm sure as a goalie as a competitor you know you won a second crack at this team because you got lit up last time so i'm sure bill if you get lit up against one team you want to you want to get right back out there and show them that you're better than that right
3: yeah absolutely and i i think it's it's absolutely the right call at this point in the season too, right? It's still early that you, you know, you give the guy the rope to show either show you what he's got or that he doesn't have it. And I, I that was uh, a decision, a, a rare time I will agree with the goalie decision by the blues. Um You know, Biddington, Biddington's home numbers are, you know, just insanely good. So you Probably would be leaning to him, but, uh, you know, giving Hofer the, uh, you know, that game and letting him, letting him prove himself. I think that, that was brilliant.
2: You know what I love about Hofer is, um and and I know we said this in 2019 about Bennington and even the year after and it's a different kind than Bennington is. I feel like he's got this swagger about him. That's just like, he's just got confidence. He exudes confidence, like the way he makes saves the way that, um, you know, he'll cover a rebound and just kind of pop up. Like he just has this confidence about him on the ice. That's just this kid. Like he he isn't intimidated by anybody. You know, we haven't seen him play against a McDavid yet or anybody like that. But I mean, still like, I feel like any team that he goes against, he's going to go out there, and he's going to skate out for the first lap and say, I'm coming out of here with the W tonight. And that's what I like about him.
0: Uh, this capped off a 3 and one home trip. <laughs> 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 uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I mean, uh, one three out of four on the home trip, home stand. Uh, Robert Thomas scored in his fifth straight game in this game. Uh, shots on goal were 33-20 to 20 for St. Louis. Uh, Blue special teams uh, power play was zero for seven, um, and the PK was a one for two. I think, you know, um, it's amazing what winning can can do to mask the ineptness of the special teams, right? The, especially the power play, because if loser are winning, you know, ah, eh, who cares? Power play is over four. Eh, it's you know, you win, you win. It wins a win. But uh, so at this point, the power play was still <clears throat> rough. They were like one for thirty-five. I think. Uh, at this point in the season, which is like historically bad. I'd love to see the worst power play to start the season in the first 35 opportunities. Mm. And this has to be among the worst ever.
2: Um, I got to tell you what my father-in-law sent me. So uh, he sent me, and this was um, after the the four minutes and then the five on three in the middle of that. He said that blues power play double minor plus a five on three was a sign of an offensively challenged hockey team. And uh, I just kind of responded saying, basically, yeah, let's get somebody else out there. And then then the Coyotes scored on the power play after that. And frustration, I know we all felt it. Uh, he texted me right back, right when that happened, and said, and with that power play goal allowed immediately afterward, I am quitting on this game in disgust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I texted him back, and I even said, hey, man, two periods left. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> and he even told me. Even when he heard they were up two to one, he's like, I'm not turning that game on. I'm I'm protesting this game. Yeah. I'm like, it's frustrating. I get it. Like, you watch him have that many opportunities. I mean, Coyotes were just begging for them to score on the power play, and they just could yep. not do Seven it.
0: Seven times. Yeah. And,
3: <laughs> God, that's baruby calling the timeout <laughs> during the five on three yeah right that that is like the most desperate thing that guy's done behind the blues bench and it <laughs> didn't work yeah thought for yep. sure that that game was going to go completely the opposite direction after that
0: uh puck Eye 14 friend of the show from uh, the teal town usa podcast san jose sharks show um Ask us, uh, what's the uh, over-under for the Blues tomorrow? The Blues play the Sharks tomorrow night. Uh, and he goes, eight? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, the Sharks uh, have almost made a habit of giving up ten goals, right? So I'd be disappointed if they got less than ten. Yeah, uh, but they – It's a
3: trap game. The, the good th- – now, uh, the good thing for the Blues is this, that the Sh- – the Sharks, the Schnarks got off the Schneid. <laughs> Sharks.
0: Yeah.
4: Schnarks. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they got off the Schneid before we got there because we said this last week. If the Blues go there and the Sharks still haven't lost or haven't won, yeah. it's going to be us.
0: Yeah. I, I was I'm, I was happy to see them win. Yeah. So, <laughs> before yeah, we got too. to them. Yeah. Because that would have been like, oh my God, a lot of pressure, right?
2: And it was, uh, uh, they beat yep. Philadelphia, right? The first they, win. And Philadelphia Edmonton. and Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was okay. right. And, and, Edmonton, and that's just and Edmonton. that's it was just it's,
0: it's fun to see Edmonton lose right. at this point because of the just the right. that, is that was Edmonton that was
3: really the game that cost Jay Woodcroft his job.
0: Well, did you see they're yep. walking off the walking across the ice after the game? And did you see the camera caught the uh, talking? Woodcroft talking to assistant. Uh read his lips, you could say. Well, that was probably it, wasn't it, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Meaning he knew he was he was gone after that game. Yeah. So. Yep.
3: Hey. Uh, hey. They, I watched the. Speaking of the Oilers, just real quick, they uh, they were down three to one late and uh, have forced overtime against Seattle yep. tonight. So.
2: Yep, we are uh, we're watching it. Um, hopefully we'll see a nice goal here by uh, Seattle because <laughs> I love watching it burn. Uh, yeah. I, mean, um, I love no, the I, chaos I, too. I, give Give me more. I watch. I watched uh, San Jose's game last night, and uh, man, it was a goal frenzy in the third period. I thought they were going to pull it out, but uh, just unfortunately came out on the losing end. I was, I'll admit, I wanted them to win because I'm like, okay, if they win, then there's a good chance they have a letdown game against the Blues. But uh, yeah, I'll admit, I'm a little concerned, man. I I feel like this is a trap game. Well, this is going to be a game where you go in with all the confidence in the world, and you give up a five spot.
3: Vander Kane, game winner. Got the tying goal with 40 seconds to go. Game winner in overtime.
2: Seattle's sputtering a little bit. Yep. Um,
0: the next game, out for the Blues, they uh, destroyed, absolutely took the avalanche <laughs> to the woodshed.
2: Absolutely.
0: They took them out to the woodshed. Get it? Uh, you know, made them made sit in the corner while they had sex with their wives. It was just, <laughs> they... They destroyed them.
2: Are you suggesting the Blues cut the uh, Colorado yeah. Avalanche? Someone needs to make a <laughs> make a meme,
0: right? <laughs> Take a screenshot from a a porn where there's someone sitting in the corner, and have the Avalanche logo over their face, and the Blues just going to town on their wife, <laughs> making a watch. I, I mean, it was this was this was so much fun. Uh, yeah, Bennington gets back in the net. Uh, two hat tricks in this game. Uh, one for Shen, one for Bushnevich. Uh, both players. Uh, I mean, if you could have picked two players in this team to that get a hat trick and get them going, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe Kairu is, is up there too. But these two guys, right? Oh my gosh, Bushnevich been a snake bitten this season, and Shen just wasn't really hadn't gotten on track. Um, and all of a sudden, boom, they exploded in this game, and they just yeah, destroyed, I, rolled over, Colorado.
2: Well, and and we talked about Braden Shen. Uh, one point in his first nine games. And we thought, man, he does not, he looks like a shell of Braden Shen. Um, he just was not, we didn't see the, the the tenacity in the corners. We weren't seeing the back check. We weren't seeing the play mm-hmm. starting. And we were all getting a little concerned there for a while. Well, uh, eight points in his next four games. Uh, he actually added another point against Tampa Bay, which we'll talk about later. Uh, But in this game, yeah, like you said, hat trick and an assist in this game, 4.9 for Braden Shen. And uh, he's just, he's looked like a different player uh, in these, uh, these next five games, again, including the Tampa Bay game. And um, he's just, he's hustling. He's hitting. uh, He's back checking. He's doing all the stuff you expect one of your leaders to do. And uh, you got to hope this continues the rest of the season, but, yeah, out of the gate, so slow, and it's made us so nervous. But, man, he's looking like a player wanting to rejuvenate himself a little bit uh, the last couple games.
3: Yeah, the early season he was the, – the weight of the sea seemed to be uh, too much, but uh, no longer. He's he's really just busting out right now.
0: Right, right now, there isn't a team out there that I could have been more giddy about the Blues hanging eight goals on. And oh, the Avalanche,
2: Yeah, absolutely agree. You know,
0: I mean, it's, the Predators. Yeah, I hate. I don't. I hate them. Hawks, obviously, but you know, the Avalanche. Just, I mean, you. You still have that that bitterness from the playoff series a few years ago um, with the with the water bottle bullshit. Uh, it, I mean, you. I. They are the team that I want the Blues to beat more than anyone else right now. Yeah, uh, more than Dallas, yes. more than anybody else, more than Vegas. More than uh, Chicago. More than Chicago. More than Nashville. Yeah. Uh, absolutely Colorado. Yep.
4: I agree. Um,
0: yeah. So, and another nice revenge win for to avenge an earlier loss in the season. The Blues lost 4-1 to to the Avalanche on uh, November 1st. So, uh, Arizona, nice revenge win. Uh, Colorado, real nice revenge win. Um, Bushnevich uh, we talked about three goals, had two shorties in there as well. He's the third player in Blues history to do so. Um uh, last one. Uh, last one was a uh, Michael on uh, February 15, two thousand, against the Thrashers, and Larry Payte, November second, nineteen eighty, against the uh, Blackhawks. So and the f- yep. third
2: and uh, yeah, and we'll add too yep. that Bucinovich third player in the past twenty years to score a power play goal and a shorthanded goal in the same game. Uh, last one to do that was Zach Sanford, uh, Sanford and Son. We remember them always what playing that different song every time he hopped over the
0: boards. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh march 1st 2021 and then of course andy mcdonald uh november 14th 2008 so uh pretty elite company there for Buchnevich uh that that'd be a heck of a line right there sanford mcdonald and Buchnevich
0: <laughs> bednar uh, after the game said uh it was quoted the third period was a joke that was the worst period i've ever seen from our club uh we're getting outplayed. Goaltenders getting outplayed by their goaltender. Forwards getting outplayed by their forwards. D are getting outplayed by their D. And I'm like, yes, give me more of this. More yeah. of these, these. Well, and it was comments. it was what,
2: four to one going into the third? Yeah. Yeah. So it it I don't want to say that's a close game, but it's not like, you know, yeah. completely out of reach to say Colorado, <laughs> if they have a strong third period, at least force overtime. But the blues just. Came out rolling. Didn't sit and back. Colorado looked like a like an AHL team. Yeah,
3: I, but you know, once they made the goaltending change and brought in Prospatov, you know, he, he played well. He played extremely well. Thank God. They could, have
0: had, they could have turned goals.
3: Right. Thank God that he didn't start that game. Otherwise, I think it's a totally different story.
2: For some reason, Georgiev, he seems he had to lose number. Yeah,
3: Kiyorjev's <laughs> yeah. off his game right now, and um, you know getting to play him. Perfect. Perfect timing for the blues. And I love Yeah. My favorite I- game of the last two seasons, for sure.
0: I loved how the blues didn't let up, you know, they're up four to one. Oh yeah. It's easy to up four to one in the third period, you know, hang on to this, go into a shell, you know, place, play solid D and just get it out. Um, chip it out, you know, one, one forward deep. That's it. But they didn't do that. They kept the pedal down and they just hammered Colorado in the third period. And it was amazing. I just, I just it, giddy, giddy, uh, a giddy third period. Right. It's fantastic. Troy Krug a goal and well, assist in this game.
2: I mean, yeah, I was going to say the, the act, the defense was activated and, and listen, we, we could sit here and talk about how bad Tyler Tucker was his past couple games, but that's not where I'm going with this. Uh, Scott Perutovich. Adding in that 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 other element mm-hmm. from Scott Perunovic on the back pairing has been, I think, a very nice addition to this team. And I, I hate to say Peruby, Jesus Christ, everyone saw it, but you I know but that kind of is where mm-hmm. we were at. We're like everybody's thinking Perunovich needs to get his ass in there. And he gets in there and look, blues rattle off three wins in a row. Uh this game, I thought, again. The defense activated every play. It was always Pareko or Krug or Falk or Perunovic stepping into the play. And I will tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you I'll what. i tell you what. Um, I think Marco Scandella has played much better mm-hmm. with Scott Perunovic at his side. Yes. I think it has allowed him to kind of sit back a little bit more and be like, all right, let Scotty move up to the play. I'll kind of play back and that way nobody's going to get by us. We're not going to give up any breakaways. There might be an odd man rusher too, but we'll see both Perinovich's quick feet and Scandella being kind of the anchor back there. I don't hate that bottom pairing. I think Scandella last three games, best we've seen from him in two years.
0: I think Scandella has been able, been able to play big. Like you said, he's going to hang yeah. back, just play a big game. Right. And he, yeah, he's been noticeably better. And, I mentioned uh, right, uh, a minute ago, uh, Krug got a goal and assist, and it's funny, uh, you know. And next game too, Krug played well, had had two more points, and all of a sudden, like the media is is talking about how well Krug's playing. He's been playing well all season, right? Uh, defensively, he wasn't getting the the rewards in the offensive zone uh, as of yet, but uh, these the points are coming. We thought I thought they'd come eventually, and they have. He's and uh, But now, since he's putting up points, you see the media talking about how well Krug's playing all of a sudden. And it's like, no, he's been good all season. And it's so stupid to me that a defenseman is only recognized as playing well um, when he's putting up points. And I know, Krug, I, know, I know Krug is supposed to put up points here. But still, he should have been getting credit for how he was playing defensively th- this whole season so far. Because he's been much
2: better. Oh, I got toasted I know on social media because I it. know because I, I suggested that he's look at his defense he's playing better defensively no oh he's an offensive defense I mean we talked about it on the show I don't need to rehash it but that's what I was I'm like come on just watch his play the points will come when you're playing better in your own zone like you need to take the small victories and see okay Tory Krug is breaking up plays getting the pucks to the forwards, joining the play, not getting caught as much. He was still a little bit, but that was my point was I'm like, the points are going to come. If you start playing better positionally, and that's exactly what he was doing. And now we're reaping the benefits offensively because he's figured out the back end of his game. Now it's translating to being able to get up there in the, in the rush and get points. And, I don't know, I just kind of wish I could like all those assholes on social media that <laughs> toasted me. I want to go back to each one of them and just be like, "Can you understand what I was saying now? Good lord." It's it
0: it it is a a nice sense of satisfaction being right, isn't it? I mean, just about stuff like this when you get roasted and you just revisit and you're like, eh, "I was right."
2: I might do that. Uh, I might go back tomorrow to that uh that when I got toasted by everybody and just be like, well, "Yeah, you know what?" What do you think now? Well,
0: and and like Bennington, Mm. like this season compared to last, how many how many times last season do we say you put a capable, average to above average defense in front of him, his numbers are going to be so much better. And what's what's happened this season? The defense has been noticeably better, big time. Yes. And what Bennington's like top top five in all the tons of categories
3: in the NHL best home numbers of any goalie. Yeah. And you know, you guys you guys he, have inspired me. Yeah. You guys have inspired me. I'm gonna tweet at Craig Budden about <laughs> Colton Pareko. Yeah.
0: Oh man, yeah. I mean there's just so many, so many nice uh uh turnaround stories to talk about this season and how that that that, that like a domino effect affects everything else. Um the, the defense playing yeah. so much better just makes everything else I mean, mm-hmm. you figured the offense would come around eventually because they were in a funk to start the year. Bad. Um, you think, man, that should have been a decent strength for this team, but now they're now they're coming around. Defense is playing well. Goalie is <laughs> playing well. Offense is clicking, and they're running over teams right now.
2: Do you guys know uh, Tim, or I'm sorry, Toronto, who is uh, the home of uh, Mike Van Ryn as their defensive coach? <laughs> Where they rank in goals against so far this season. I have season. not looked. It's seventh most. Yeah. 3.53. I mean, listen, not going to put all the blame on Mike Van Ryan. They've had some issues in goal. Uh, defense has always been a little suspect in Toronto, but I'm just saying, we, I don't think that guy's helping. Well, we
0: talked about how how did he get a job so quick? He was not
2: good here. Because it's an old boys. Club. Oh man, that's it. It's he it's, had a job in the NHL. He won a Stanley Cup. Of course he's gonna get another job. Look at Mike Yo. I right? was yeah. gonna say Mike oh,
3: Yo yeah. still has a job in
2: the NHL.
0: Mike Kitchen got a job yeah. as an assistant, you know, under Quinco. Yeah.
3: His was, biggest was, thing though is because
2: he kind of followed Quinn yeah. and, and yeah. he was
3: great as a as a lieutenant. He the, the blues D under Kitchen was just that they were very, very good. He just had no idea how to run the the other side of the hockey team and yeah, got laughed out of town.
0: So, um, well, Robert Thomas had four assists in this game, NHL career high point streak of six games, he had five goals, five assists over that span. Um, shots on goal were 42 to 38 St. Louis in this game. Special teams came around two, two for four in the power play, three for three in the PK. And the Avalanche have now lost uh, five of the last seven mm-hmm. after this game. And they've allowed 38 goals in the past nine games. So they're
2: let's let's talk about that power play. Well, wow, that's a great stat. First of all, love seeing oh, yeah. that. Fuck you, Colorado. <laughs> but did you guys see what Booch Davis did when they scored that first power play goal?
0: Took the took the puck. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he that's took what I the puck. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and they asked him after the game why he did that. And he said, Yeah, it was kind of a joke that we've been so snake bitten that when we score again we need to take the puck. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. I'm like, Yes, that is such a hockey player I, I thing. I didn't see that. I'm like,
0: what's that about? That's a weird that's not a milestone. <laughs> At first goal. I
2: thought I'm like, okay, what milestone am I yeah. missing? Like, was that his like, you know, certain number of assists or power play point? And and then I'm like, Oh, okay, that's what that that's <laughs> hilarious. But Either way, I thought in the Arizona game, listen, they didn't score, but there was some decent, and I'm actually not even talking about the five on three. I thought later in the game, there was some decent puck movement by the Blues. And I thought, man, now it's just a matter of time. Like, maybe they don't score this game, but they're going to score this week. Like, I even thought, I'm like, we're going to go on Let's Go Blues Radio on Wednesday, and we're going to be talking about how the Blues scored some power play goals. And I thought in this game, right when the power play started, they started moving the puck around better. And then, of course, they get a couple goals, two for four on the power play. That is very respectable. Sure. Um, happy to see that. And, and, again, just the fact that they're kind of having fun with it now, too. Like, they, they score the goal, but David gets the puck. You know they all had a good laugh in the locker room. Like, well, oh, my God, you actually got the puck. You know,
0: the, the, the first, what, three or four games of the season, the power play looked awful. It just looked bad, but after that, I, I thought it was coming around. They'd get more zone time. They're moving the puck around better. They're getting more chances. They just weren't putting the puck in the net. Um, I thought it was slowly getting better, uh, with just without the results. And then and now it's it's uh, it's hopefully clicking.
3: Right, they they really bottomed out. We, we talked about the the five on three against Arizona, right? That was the bottom. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. they, they have rebounded very well since then. And it's, it, it's the old cliche, you know, just get the first one. The rest are going to come. Right. And
2: that that's very, very true in hockey. So uh, the blue- ketchup bottle, right. Ketchup. The old ketchup bottle. Yep. <laughs>
0: somebody has got to stick a knife in there, right? Get it yeah. out. Stick a knife in the
2: eye and twist. Right. Pat, pat, pat the bottom. What was
0: the line from Armstrong? Is. You gotta stab him in the eye and twist it. Twist break. it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh the Blues uh shot the Lightning in the uh, last game of five to nothing. Won their third straight for the first time this season. Um I thought I thought this was a huge test coming off. Not because the Lightning, you know, are the Lightning, but because the Blues were just coming off that hugely impressive win versus Colorado. The next mm-hmm. game, you don't want to come out flat or of a letdown game uh, because it, it, you got two teams back to back that will be tough games and they just lit up Colorado and then to come and play very well against Tampa Bay uh, Bennington played very well early to shut them down. And then the blues got on the board and then they just didn't look back. Uh, that was a f- fantastic follow-up game to the avalanche game. Um and so they should be, I mean, obviously they're probably flying high right now, which we talk about a letdown game uh, as a real possibility against San Jose, <laughs> right, coming up. But, uh, you know, it, it, it might have been a good thing to have a team like Tampa Bay right after the Avs. Because if we if we played San Jose last night, as opposed to uh, the Lightning, maybe that's the let, maybe they're overconfident or something. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow, right, uh, yeah. how they play against but, San Jose.
3: But also catching San Jose before Vasilevsky's, you know back okay hey, he, he's yeah. very yeah. very ahead of schedule um you know the fact that he was on the ice uh over uh what well, i guess uh sunday and monday i was like oh shit don't don't <laughs> don't even get in that game
2: Yeah,
3: is uh yep. johansson's been good but not great and so yeah
2: getting getting had the... some games yeah. and i i thought he played fine last night uh just Blues just kept coming, yeah.
0: and and you know they uh, you could say well you know they didn't have Vasilevsky Blues scored five goals, but they shut them down you know defensively and a net they didn't allow Tampa Bay anything, even though they had some chances you know but Benzin was good yeah all they needed was one yeah early on especially yeah because they 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 were, were, were pressing early they had some chances early, um but then the Blues got the first goal and it's like oh, man here we go again right getting the first goal it's big yep yeah yep. what about those and,
2: hands and, from Pareko though.
0: Oh my God! The, the oh, first goal on that shot. Oh my God!
2: That was—I mean, you know, you know what that reminded me of, and, and it wasn't the same move, but it reminded me just of of the way that he used to do that kind of thing. Do you guys remember early in the eighteen nineteen season when they went to overtime against the Avalanche mm-hmm. and he pulled a move to go back and cut a back and cross in front of the net and roofed it? Just a beautiful individual play, and I remember even like last year, just thinking what happened to that Colton Parako. And, and again, this was not the same type of play, but seeing the hands and the wherewithal to like cut outside and then go to the forehand and shoot right away and trick uh, Johansson. I think he was thinking he was going to pass it in front and just get that shot off, put it right where he needed to vintage Colton Pareco And he has just, God, he's been good.
0: Um, And, and, it's we've been hoping for that. You know, that, that we talked about, uh, earlier this season when we noticed that, wow, hey, this is, this looks like the preco of old, you know, the preco we saw three, four years ago when he was like dominating the, the ice and carrying the mail up the ice and, and creating chances on his own, on the rush, using his speed, right. And creativity. Uh, I, I you, you, you gotta wonder surely something uh, he's been, he was, he's been so much better This isn't the last. It's almost like something had to have healed, or something had to have gotten better, or he just feels better, or something. It can't just be. Or we've got a. Or we've
2: got some. Or we got some uh, kind of change in coaching that led to a uh, style that allowed him to play the way we know he can. That
0: too. That too. Which we were calling for for how long?
2: (laughs) It's. I'm sorry. I was even calling for that in the cup year. Like, I just don't understand why that guy was still coaching as long as he was. But, yeah, I mean, we talk about his offense and the way he played, jumping into the play. Tampa Bay couldn't get shit going with him on the Mm -hmm. ice. Uh, Kucherov, man, there was a lot of times that dude looked like he was getting ready to work the Blues uh, defense. And then Pareko would just step up, either poke check, make him go to the outside, and then take him into the corner. I mean, how much... How many times did, did you say last night? I know you guys were like me. How many times did you say, oh, what a play by Pareko? Or like, oh, he's right where he needs to be. Like, there was a couple times where there would be a rebound or uh, a guy would pass in front and Pareko would be right there and, and his stick would be right in the lane. And it's just, where was this last year and the last two years? I mean, it it's insane how good he's playing. And we're only 14... I, I feel like we still have to say the small sample size thing. I uh, mean, 14 games no, in. I, I don't think this so. This defense it, looks it, so much better. It's,
0: it's, it's night and day. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even chalk it up to a small, they have played some really good teams um, and they've looked good against a lot of them. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on this team. This defense being much better than it was last season and the season before. Right.
3: Uh, this yeah i mean just overall this is the time of year that i usually just fear for the blues right you get into that that period just before thanksgiving it's the doldrums right that the reality of the length of the hockey season is set in and you know it's it's like that you know um uh, uh seasonal uh, affective disorder for you know for the rest of us uh, shit i got to keep doing this for a very fucking long time i don't want to do it and this team is starting to click right the, and it it's i it really feels to me like they were building from the beginning right they had to find their way right and now you know we've things are clicking and thank god it's clicking with perunovic um hopefully he doesn't get injured hopefully uh we can stick with this lineup for a little bit but it feels completely different from the last couple of seasons where it's like well let's see how we are by the time we get to thanksgiving we're trending in the right direction and that this is the time of year that you know it yeah it's still early but god the positive vibes right now around this team are just such a welcome change from the last two years well
2: and, and this is gonna sound so remedial but like don't they just look quicker mm-hmm. and more refreshed than we saw even five games ago i mean i i said that winnipeg lost like tough loss but i thought they played pretty well except for that third period um they obviously have had three really good games here um and there's been we've seen slight flashes of it but like I think of even a guy like Kevin Hayes early in the year. We were basically saying bench the guy. What, Why is he even playing right now? But, David, I don't want him out of the lineup right now. He looks quicker. He looks like he's hustling to pucks more. He's going into the corners and, and causing a disruption with the defense. He's playing that Perubi style and he's gelling with his teammates. He's not sending a pass 10 feet in front of Cairo or whoever he's with. Like, this team just looks good right now. And it's crazy to say that even just, again, five, six games ago, we were like, who is this team? I yeah. hope this is us starting to figure they it out. They
0: were so like one game, uh, get a win, one game, get a loss. They'd look good one game, not as good the other. But it was like they were Jekyll and Hyde kind of a team for uh, for the chunk of the season so far. But uh, hopefully they figure figured some things out. Uh, Tory Crew. Two more assists in this game, oh, two, two, two,
3: two oh, more assists. assists. Holy shit! <laughs> Highlight real assists.
0: Yeah, I, I loved uh the the past of Verona. Uh-huh. His and yes. I'll tell you what that um you talk about a goal scorer's goal from Verona. That I mean, you can't catch and release a a a, a pass and a wrist shot better than he did. I mean he it was I mean he all in motion receive whip shoot uh, and he puts that thing upper corner. Uh there is not a chance in the world any goalie anywhere makes that save. He put it where nobody could get it. And it came nineteen seconds after the goal before and it was like the, I mean it was just amazing. Right. And a
2: perfect pass on that perfect one. To Kyru.
0: And, F, yeah.
3: And yeah, great pass by Krug, but Kairu reading that play mm-hmm. and knowing he had that ice and that Krug would hit him. That, yep. that you know, just probably the, the best 19 seconds of of this, the last <laughs> two years for this team. Dude,
2: I I will say, I mean, and, and this is going to sound insane, but, like, that connection in that goal, like you said, the, the Krug to Verona, that was Lemieux to Yager. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was Gretzky to Curry. Yeah. Like, that was an insane connection. He put it right in Verona's wheelhouse, and Verona just, I mean, that guy, when he gets it right where he needs it, there's no missing with that guy. I can see why he was drafted so high. You could, so yeah. that, that,
0: that it's it was beauty. The, the pass couldn't have been any more perfect, because if that pass is a foot farther forward or back, Verona can't corral it like he does. It was perfect. Absolute perfect pass. Uh, Bennington had, uh, 30 saves for his 13th career shutout, uh, which ties Roman Turek for fifth all time, the blues, uh, next on the list for shutouts is Glenn Hall, who has
2: 16, uh, Robert Thompson. So, uh, three, three more, right? That's 13. Yeah, 13, so three more. Um, I think, you know what, uh, going into the, okay. So if you would have told me going, even going into this game after the Colorado game, I would have called you a liar. I I I went in I, I went into that third period thinking, and I haven't thought this for a blues team since the Hitchcock era. I tell me if you guys thought the same. I even thought going into third period. No way Tampa Bay scores in this game. Like I haven't had that thought oh, yeah. in so long because this defense has been so suspect. It doesn't matter how good the goalie's playing. The defense has been so bad that I'm just like, okay, they're going to, they might have a shutout with 10 minutes left. They're still going to score. I really thought going to third period. I'm like, I haven't said out loud. I'm like, I haven't had this feeling in forever. The blues aren't going to give up a goal this game.
0: Robert Thomas had an assist in this game, extending his career high point streak to seven games, which is he's got five goals, six assists. And that spam <laughs> shots in this game worth it
2: really can't be stated enough. Yeah, how good he's, he's been then. really good. Yeah.
0: Uh, shots thirty to twenty nine for Tampa Bay. Uh, special teams were uh, no power plays for the Blues. Uh, two for two in the PK. So,
2: so let, let me ask you guys this, and and I'm Wait, not had, trying to dog we were, anyone. There was,
0: there was a power play, wasn't there in that game? No, no losing out a power, have power play. play. I they had one.
2: <laughs> there was. I I will say I thought in the third <laughs> period Tampa Bay got away with a lot, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't normally say that because I think both teams get away with a lot in a game. But I thought, man, they really were pushing like, okay, Tampa really should have had at least two penalties in this period. They're really dogging the Blues on pucks. There was a cross check at center. I remember I think it was on Cairo, maybe by Paul. And and I just thought, man, come on, you got to call something at some point. But at that point, the Blues are already up like three nothing. And then we're going to call it. But I wanted to ask you guys um, and again, not dogging anyone here. Uh, Jordan Kairou, I think, has played better with Shen and Mm -hmm. Mm – Oh, hell. Uh, Who the hell is his line mate? Um, Shen – God, people are yelling in their phones right now. Saad, yeah. I thought he's played better, but I think especially since they broke up Thomas Mm Kairou, Robert Thomas has looked so much better.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kapanen and Bushnevich are just – a lot, um, you know, Cairo, I think, has, has always tried to be the guy that gets behind the D. And, um, you know, Bushnevich and uh, and Capitan have been doing a great job of just being, you know, finding open spots in, in the zone, not trying to get behind the D all the time. And I think that's worked out very well. And just Robert Thomas being on top of his game and, you know, being willing to, to dominate the center of the ice. He's... He can do it and he's taking advantage of it.
0: Yep. Uh, The Blues have now won three straight and four of five, and that was Tampa Bay's third straight loss. Uh, Jordan Bennington, among goalies with six or more games played this season, Bennington is currently fourth and well, before tonight, uh, fourth in save percentage with a 9.30 save percentage, 10th in goals against average with a 2.27. And for those who care about advanced stats, he's second in goals saved above expected. Fifth in high-danger unblocked shot save percentage with 8.61. Sixth in low-danger unblocked unblocked save percentage uh, with 9.80. And second in wins above above replacement with one six five. So it's amazing what a capable defense can do for a good goaltender.
3: Yes, very much so.
2: And this is, again, guys, I hate to always do this. Hi, Jeff's mom. Give yourselves a little pack here, right? Oh, my mom. Hello, mom uh she tried texting me during the show and i was like doing the show leave me alone <laughs>
3: and of course she can't do that
2: uh, no of course so she had to jump on here mom why don't you go ahead and uh uh tell tell the tell the whole world whatever it is you wanted to text me about <laughs> uh i'm kidding don't do that um no i uh, uh so yeah i i pat yourselves on the back a little bit here guys that the fact that I mean, come on. How much did we, and and we got in fucking Twitter argument after Twitter argument with people like the? Watch this team, watch this team and tell me that any goalie in NHL history would be able to play with this defense. I mean, I'm sorry. I know Grant Fior had some bad defenses in Edmonton. Don't get me wrong, but his team also had the puck a lot Mm -hmm. and the blues didn't have the puck a lot last year. So that defense got really exposed really quickly. So to say that Biddington had a bad year last year, uh uh-uh, uh, mm. no way. Yeah,
0: I, I this just I mean
2: she did it. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so apparently uh, yeah. So from uh, Jeff's mom, she got uh Shea a new hoodie.
2: Uh was so funny, so there you go. good work. You guys see where I get my comedic yeah. genius? from. Uh,
0: congratulations uh, to Shea for scoring the new hoodie. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, so Brian Roberts made a comment that was kind of funny, uh, referring to the uh, the uh, Krug pass to Verona. Um, that if Tarasenko got that pass, a stick would have gotten in the way. I think what would have happened if Tarasenko would have received that shot, uh, he would have tried to dust it off. <laughs> you know, receive the pass, right. dust it off, take the shot, and then the goalie's over in time to make the save. That was a vintage ter- I, mean, I don't want to knock Tarasenko too much for stuff, but because he was a fantastic player for a lot of years for us. But if you could knock him for one thing, he sometimes he took a lot of time to get a shot off with dusting that fucker off, and it would yeah, just
3: you know, trying to be too perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like he finally started one timing it after he came back from he that season long injury. He
0: tried. Away.
3: And, yeah. but, like
2: it still wasn't great, but at least he was like he, every now and then he would hit it perfect. Yeah. It's like I think early we on we
0: needed from you all long was like the first or second game back he ripped a one timer mm-hmm. upper glove something. I was like, right. holy crap, where's that coming from? And and then he just got back into
3: his bad habits of dusting it off and yeah. trying to have the perfect yep. shot every time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I watched a Senators game the other night, and same thing. He had a two on one. Uh, got a good pass, and he dusted. Shot goalie came over, slid over, made a beauty glove save. I was a great save. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, yep, one time that shit, that's going to the back of the net.
0: Um, yeah, no, like you said, Jeff, we can pat ourselves on the back for Bennington. I think, I think, um, I think we're. I mean, the numbers are, are. I mean, he's he's playing well, and people are noticing it. It's. Partly because of the defense in front of him, too. I, okay, so I, I think it was Tampa Bay. We saw a backdoor pass get through, didn't we? They just missed it. One I, I've seen that was Tampa. It was Tampa. Yeah, uh, you're some right. one backdoor pass get through that I can remember this season, and they just missed. And I'm, I, it was on the power play. I think it was. You're right. So that's a little different.
2: Yeah, it was, and and but and but still, it was in so tight yes. where it was. Like it, and Bennington it may have gotten a piece on the tape, of it. tape. Bennington
0: may have gotten a piece of it. He might've, but, but yeah. the thing is that that that's been an outlier this season, last season, you were seeing three of those a game, you know, and, yeah. and one or two were going in
2: again. I, I go back to, I've said this a million times, October 31st, rewatch that game against the Kings. He had five backdoor chances on him in one period. And he gave up three goals and people were pissed. He's got to make the big save sometime. He made two huge backdoor chance saves. Like, what yeah. do you want him to do? Yeah,
0: and and yeah, I I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I for as long as I've been a Blues fan, and as long as you know I've been on social media and discussion forums and talking, it seems like goaltending is a position that that nobody understands, right? Uh, so okay, so many people just don't understand goaltending, and they just yep. I mean, the, the goal goes in, <laughs> should have had it. Oh, he allows four goals in the game. You got to stop a couple of those. I mean, are, we, are you going to even look at these goals and see how they went in or why they went in? Because, I mean, sometimes a goalie has no chance because of the, the play in front of him. And advanced stats don't tell the whole story. They never have. They probably never will. So,
2: Well, I, I will tell you, I mean, this reminds me of um, one time we lost a playoff game 8-1 to one when I was a uh, younger. I was in my early 20s. And I came home. I was on the phone with my girlfriend at the time who was not a huge hockey fan. I told her we lost eight to one. And she goes, oh man, your goalie must really suck. And I just laughed. I go, actually I really sucked. I was on defense. I played awful. What was your, and she goes, yeah, but your goalie's got to make some of those saves. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, if you watched, you would disagree.
0: What was your, uh, what was your girlfriend's name? Uh,
2: I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it but- first name.
0: You don't remember it. Jeff,
3: <laughs> you don't remember Jen- it. Jen?
2: Okay. Jen, I did date two Jens, so she, I'm allowed to say it. I was guess. Was she hot? Uh, she was all right. She wasn't bad. She's not nearly as hot as there my wife. There you go. There you go. Correct answer. Correct <laughs> there you answer. Go. I could see the. I pulled that I can see out. The smoke came out of his, out his out of ears. ears. He was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say that will not get me
3: in
0: trouble? <laughs> I just wanted to like throw that out there to see where where it went. Yeah. So
3: so with uh, Brian, Brian Roberts uh, says in the chat, his biggest thing with Bennington is can he control himself uh, when the team plays bad in front of him? Right. And, And that's the thing. He is the antics, the antics that were talked about so much coming into this year. He's he's very emotionally even keeled this year. Hasn't hasn't shown any any really bad negative emotions. And you know it, it's hopefully a sign of maturity. Um, you know there have been some well, frustrating games, but you know he, he
0: you know I don't know. Uh,
2: I I just want to add real quick. Mike Leon has a great response here. Uh, Leon, we will get to Mister Devin Dubnik's comments yeah. in a little bit. Uh,
0: I I think too that you know how many times has Bennington, you know, have his antics you know, came out to play. I mean, it's not every time the blues have a bad game in front of him or he's, or he's allows a handful of goals. You know, it's not like it's every time or most of the time it's, it's so, a select handful of times that are, are that are memorable, right. Where he's kind of lost it a little bit and, uh, and has antics. So it's not like, and, and I think we'll talk about Dumick a little bit where he kind of touches on that. And I'm like, He's given the impression that the Bennington does this all the time. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He just when he does it, it's notice it's notable because you don't see goalies really do this that much. You know, it's it, but when he does it, it's a big deal, which you know it's rightfully so because it's interesting, right? Anything a goaltender does is hella interesting. Goalie fight, holy shit, it makes the highlights for the end of the season. Uh Nanchelle.
2: Well, I saw, um, and I'm going to leave this up for bill for the rest of the show. Uh, this comment here, uh, Ken Morris says bill day does a great job on the insight into the mind of Woodnetminder." Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, that's why we hit, ha- that's the only reason bill's on the show. Uh, back- we're not friends. With him our, at all. We're not, we, we don't like bill that much. We just do him for his goalie insight. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, I was going to say, I, I saw somebody respond again, this this Devin Dubnik talk uh, we'll get to later. But somebody responded. Uh, it was a, a Bruins fan that I saw that said, yeah, uh, now ask Dubnik about Jeremy Swayman. And because if you pay attention, to Jeremy Swayman, he's a little bit of a hothead, too. But for some reason. Nobody has said a word about Jeremy Swayman. And I have to think it has to do with Bennington having that swagger his first year and winning the cup, doing the thing, uh, having all the talk with Bieber, uh, making the all-star game the next year. He was on top of the world there for about a year's time. And I think it pissed off other fan bases because he was beating them. And now that he had a couple rough Times here and there, and he kind of lost his shit. All of a sudden, he's public enemy number one.
0: To, to be honest, uh h- how much of a hothead a goalie is? Like, if he's more of a hothead, hothead like you know, swimman might be. I like it. And bring mm-hmm. it! I, I love it. I, I, I love the extracurricular. You know, nothing dirty. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying go out and chop a guy's head off. But you know, give me the passion mm-hmm. and the the goalies that care and. Uh, that's what I couldn't stand about uh, uh, Jake Allen at times. Like he just, he was in net, didn't act like he gave a shit. You know, like like someone happened, he just stands there. He's not doing anything. Didn't didn't show emotion.
2: Um, I just so one of my favorite players to ever wear this logo, Philadelphia Flyers, Ron yeah. Hextall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the way that See, dude played.
3: he played. Hexy was over the line for me like you know yeah the, but, okay the, entertaining the, though the, entertaining entertaining, there you entertaining go. as fuck but you also <laughs> got, you got go. that from my favorite player of all time patrick wah right yes the, oh the, man true, right? he was a character he,
0: i love watching wah play yeah yeah
3: the, you know and he was a, in, he was a hothead. Right. Was a innumerable highlights. Sure. Right. The the Dino Cicerelli chopped to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. This One of my favorite sequences in, in the last, well, in hockey history. Right. And but yeah, he 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 was a guy that used his emotion to to pump up his team. And I, I really think that that's what Bennington was always trying to do. Right. He's he's trying to channel these goalies. Uh, from, from a past era. And that's, that's not like, you know, who the, you know, what, what goalie in the last 20 years has been an emotional leader for the team, right? most of them have been very stoic and, and you know, the even keel kind of guys. And that's, that's really, I think what you need to be in this day and age in the NHL. And maybe Jordan Bennington figure that out. That said, if Mark Andre Fleury wants to challenge him to a fight, let's see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see yeah. that this year. You know, what? we got I, robbed. I'm...
2: Yeah. Yeah. We really, did. every high, ho- ev- I said this at the time, every hockey fan got robbed, robbed because blues fans wanted to see, okay, let's see Bennington kick some ass and shut up the rest of the league. And then the other the rest of the league wanted to see Bennington get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. So every mm-hmm. fan got robbed because of that. Read the room. <laughs> I, I don't think Ugh. anything, I'm trying to think,
0: in my mind, what has Bennington ever done on the ice that I thought, man, I wish he wouldn't have done that. And I guess you can maybe say swing in the stick uh, at the yes. head mm-hmm. of uh of uh, a marsh hand. I was, it was a marsh hand, right?
3: No, no, it was, uh, was, it? It was oh. the wild. I
0: thought who it was, was it?
2: the sharks.
3: I thought that was, I thought that was a wild.
0: Yeah. Uh, Either way. It doesn't correct really matter,
3: us. I guess. Correct us.
0: Yeah. In the chat. Who, who was that? Anyway, it doesn't matter um and and look on replay you know he's like he's like five feet away from his head it was just it was it was a weird thing to do um he wasn't trying to hit him it's kind of like the fake punch to Carlson (laughs) that was the Sharks play the fake punch right you you know who it was no who was it?
2: Nazem Kadri that's right Kadri
0: yeah yep so and and the, the fake punch to Carlson you know Right. Uh, people make a big deal about it. he fake-punched Carlson. <laughs> I don't fucking cares? See, I don't that's that the only one. The, he the swing, him.
2: I, I really think the stick swing, the only reason I don't like it is because sometimes when you're swinging a stick with one hand on it especially, you do lose control of it. So mm-hmm. he easily could have popped him in the face. That's the uh, only reason like I did feet. not. Lo- yeah, quite, but I'm saying maybe it away. flies out of his hand. Yeah. You know, You don't know
0: what could no. happen. I, I, I it's not, it's not the smartest thing to do, but I mean, I think, I think it's, it's one of those things where it just got blown out of proportion because people see one angle and from one angle, it looks like he just misses him. But in the side angles, Oh, he missed him by quite a bit. He wasn't trying to yep. hit him. He was trying to just, I don't know. Give him it's a big, it's just a fuck you is what it is. Yep. Um, anyway, whatever <laughs> we've, we've we hashed that before.
2: Um, well. We'll we'll talk later a, bit, a little bit more about this with Dubnik, yep. but I wanted to throw one stat out um, before we move into what's next up for the Blues. I don't know if you guys saw the stat they flashed on the screen last night, but I've got it right here. Most goals in the NHL by a team since November 3rd. Yeah, I saw that. That's impressive. St. Louis Blues, 27 goals, second place, and this includes tonight. Florida Panthers at 25 and Pittsburgh Penguins as well. So, for all the talk, uh, that was the, uh, the first week that I uh, co hosted the Puck podcast with Doug Stolhan. He uh, asked me over under, uh, Blues finish uh, 20, I think he said in the bottom, say bottom third, uh, bottom, bottom three teams of scoring uh, this season in the NHL. And I, I said, absolutely not. They're going to go over that because I think they're just in a slump. I like this offense and I stood by that. Throughout, out and i know you guys did too um when they were slumping i said they're gonna break out of this it's it's kind of a to me it was like a a matter of percentages because it was like they're getting chances they're just not going in the net yep. eventually that is going to change and that's what we're seeing right now
0: and you notice that they started shooting the puck more mm-hmm. and they still weren't getting the results right away but then they started going in right yep. so um, there was there was a conscious effort. It's like, hey, we're not getting enough pucks on net. That's just the bottom line. So they started shooting more. And they were getting, their shot totals were going up. Still weren't getting the pucks to go in. But then eventually that did, they started to go in. Law of averages, right? You just be put more pucks mm-hmm. on net. These are players. They're going to find the back of the net. So uh, next up for the Blues, we've got uh, Thursday at San Jose, 930. Saturday at Los Angeles, 930. Uh, Sunday at Anaheim, 7 p.m. And uh, next Wednesday at Arizona, 8 p.m. I guess we'll have to figure out when to do a show next week since they got a game on Monday or Wednesday.
3: And it is Thanksgiving. So it is Thanksgiving. It's yeah. Gotta be, be Tuesday. Tuesday. Gotta be Tuesday. Yeah, it's gonna gotta be, be Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: Um, rapid fire. Or,
3: or let's do a drug show from Global
2: Brew on Friday during oh my the news game.
0: <laughs> during the game?
2: That could be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an afternoon game. Yeah. Yeah, two o'clock.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be at be uh, Global Brew in uh, Edwardsville uh, for their. Uh, we go there every year for their Bourbon County release. I'm, yeah,
2: I'm. I might join you guys this yeah, year.
0: Come on out, uh, yeah. Bill and I, and a, and a handful of our friends. We come out there, and the girlfriends, the wives, uh, they come out, and uh, it's a good time. And we hang out there for hours. we <laughs> just, uh, you know, we get something to eat there, um, and we get the the flight of uh, Bourbon County usually. So uh, it's a good time. I, we, uh, bill uh what's, what's uh, have you looked to see what uh, the variants are this year um not? i it's
3: been a been a couple of months um I'm gonna have to refresh on it okay. um, but uh i I will say that this year I am not planning the the last four or five years I've gotten up at 6 a.m well at 5 a.m to get some to variance. be in line at deerbergs um and i've I've found a place that always has it much later in the day so yeah. um i am uh, i'm going to enjoy my sleeping in and um unfortunately this year i'm i'm going to have to work
2: so bill <laughs> announce it to the world where is this place you go um nanya <laughs> i don't I'm
0: think staying. he wants to <laughs> <It's, laughs> nanya nanya but nanya okay
2: can you get oh, <laughs> oh man you got me I think I
0: think uh I think, uh, I think uh, uh lunchtime is where we're gonna start uh, we're yeah. gonna show up at Global Brew. So get some beers, uh get some lunch and uh hang out there for a while. I know I gotta pick up my kids uh about six, so I gotta All leave right, there so you, by about five
3: thirty. So, <laughs> so you gotta about, stop drinking it too. Eh, no, no, I was about, gonna say stop stop <laughs> drinking about five
2: forty
0: five. I'll have i I'll have <laughs> <me> drive. <laughs>
2: there you go. Yeah.
0: Or maybe, maybe your uh,
2: your kids aren't driving yet. What the hell? uh,
0: It's always a couple years away, not too far, Hmm. which is scary as hell. Uh, Rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL Ryan Riley played his 1000th career game for Nashville. Uh, As of 12 games into the Predators' uh, season, they gave him a ceremony and uh, honored him and presented him with gifts. I think they rose a banner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they rose a banner. Yeah.
0: Uh, raised a banner rosa banner uh he uh it just seems weird after 12 games for uh for uh his new team to go all out i get it i understand it but it's just it's just weird to me he, he's is. played the 12 games and they're all like i don't know, like he's been there for 10 years
2: right no, so uh, and, and especially the fact that he was with st louis a rival yep. for many years and yep. uh then it's like hey in colorado yeah and it's like hey we're gonna honor you after twelve games. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for your for your uh, for playing for our rivals here, we're giving you all kinds of stuff. It's yeah, so right. kind of ridiculous, but the Blues. Now, are, I,
2: uh, I I have not watched the video, but I'm told there was a lot of uh, former Blues, blues cameos yeah. on it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm sure the Blues will do something nice for him uh, when the Predators come here. Yep, uh, to honor that. God, uh, that's
2: gonna be weird. Mm-hmm. Seeing Real him weird. at center ice with a. Predators jersey. You got to think Braden Shen will be involved. Obviously, Pareko, Bennington. Sure. But, yeah, that's oh, that's going to be so weird to see.
0: Uh, Devin Dubnik, which was mentioned earlier on the show, uh, on Bennington, he was on the Cam and Strick podcast. Um, and they, near the end of the podcast, they asked him about Bennington and uh, about the dust-up in San Jose uh, when Dubnik played for uh, the Sharks. When Bennington and, and Dubnyk kind of came together, uh, and he said, "I thought we were going to go. Here we go." And I watched and anybody who's seen the video is
2: like, "No, that's not what that looked like at all." I actually never thought they were going to fight. No, 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 because Dubnyk. Okay, okay. Dubnik Dub- came at him and then skated instantly back.
0: Yeah, they kind of came together, but, but nothing. I, And he just kind of called Bennington a clown. It's an act. You know, he's just, you know, he's like, and Bennington comes over towards his end of the ice to skate off. And he's skating at Dubnik. And Dubnik's like, comes out of the goal a little bit. And they come together. And he's like, get off the ice, you know, you clown. And, but his comments here says that I thought we're going to go. Here we go. We're going to fight. I'm like, no, you did not think that at the time. Because if you were going to fight, you would have fought him. And he is, if you want
2: if the way, so, so for those who don't know, in San Jose, you have to, the goalie, there's no room on the bench. Plus the locker rooms are actually down. Like you have to go across the ice. Right. So when Bennington came out, he started to go off and for those did maybe see it. He had to pass by Dubnik and yeah. And I remember that I, I we talked about it on this show. I remember us talking about that yeah. and just being like, did you ever think those two were actually going to fight? And yeah. it was no. It was Doom Nick, which hey, I don't fault him for just being like, "Get the fuck off the ice, sure. get out of here." I'm all, I have no problem with that. For him to come on this show years later and yeah. say this, like, "Oh, I was telling, yeah, I thought we were going to fight." No, you, no, no one thought no. you he, were going to fight. He
0: he had no intention of fighting and He he said on the show, he goes, "Yeah, we came together, and then we, we we're gonna we we're gonna fight, and then the uh, referees got in the way." Yeah, they separated. I'm like, that is not what happened. That is not, that is not what happened. happened. If you wanted to fight you him. You out Marc-Andre Fleury, yeah. sir. That, that's that's your, what happened with Fleury. Drop your trapper. Drop your blocker. Grab on and go if you want to yep. fight him. If you want to shut him up. If you want, if you think he's such a clown and you think someone needs to hand it to him, do it. He's right there. He was right in your face. The referees weren't anywhere around. You could have dropped the gloves and fought him. And you didn't do jack shit. So shut up. Yep. You could have done something about it. And you didn't. So I call him a clown. Now it's just a, that's a a joke.
2: Yeah. And for him to just say, it's an act like, Oh, it's an act. No, you clearly don't. Again, we we've already talked about, he does it. We think to kind of pump up his team a little bit. I mean, we've seen him. you know, was it the, uh, what game was that when he skated by the bench and he like, it was in St. Louis and he started doing this. He was like raising his arms in the air, trying to get the crowd to go nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it's an act in that sense where he's just like I'm doing this for my team. But if you challenge him, he's gonna fight you. He's probably fought, fought
0: before. He, he fought before.
3: He fought right, right. He fought yeah. fought uh, in the A and in junior. I think. So yeah, I think you're right. I
0: mean, it's not yeah, like I, it's not it, like oh, Angel Glory is much tougher. No, I mean not really. If,
2: <laughs> if Dubnik if Dubnik drops his shit, if he like you said, even if he just pulls off a blocker. And start skating towards them. They're gonna fight. Because there was other stuff going on in the ice too. And I think there was only I think there was only one linesman and one referee that were down there. They probably would have let them go. So for for him to say that like, oh, I thought we were gonna fight, that's on you, bro. You were the one who was standing there. Yeah. If you start coming at him and you're dropping your shit, Bennington's gonna follow suit and you guys are gonna fight.
0: The the whole the whole problem I have with this is is him saying that I thought we're gonna go here we go I'm like no that's not what happened <laughs> if you thought yeah. they were gonna go you should have went and uh, he yep. didn't go and uh, so I mean you had I'm gonna I borrow
2: mean, I don't know if you guys saw what Dubnik looks like uh, yeah. I'm just gonna borrow a line from Mister the Great Jim Schoenfeld and say have another donut Mister Dubnik he looked like he got stung by about twenty bees in the face before that interview yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So talking shit, retired NHL goalie because nobody would sign him. I mean, he's talking about Bennington, now, he did say stuff like he's having a good season, he's a good yeah, goalie, right? Which is great. But he then respects him. Basically, he said he respected yeah, him, and then basically to then say calls like, him a oh, clown, antics, and no, <laughs> fuck you. Dude. How do you respect he's...
0: somebody and also call him a clown in the same breath? How does that work? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't like the fact that he acted like he was going to fight him, and that wasn't the case at all. Right. Now, if you wanted to fight him, you should have fought him. You were you had right. the opportunity right
2: there. I would love, and I don't think he would ever do this, and I think the Blues would be pissed at him. I would love, after this interview, if Bennington would just come out and be like, hey, how about a celebrity boxing match? Me and you, Dubnik. Let's do it. <laughs> I would fucking love that, because you know Dubnik would, oh shit, now I'm going to have to ring the bell.
0: Well, and Dubnik said, oh, I'm not a fighter, but neither is... I mean, Bennington's not a fighter either. I mean, yeah. he's not a tough guy. He's a he's a he's probably 150 pounds soaking wet. But uh, I don't know. I, he's he's skinny. <laughs> he's not a t- he's not he's not an intimidating guy. He's, he's got reach. That's it. He's got reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, and and my whole thing this whole time is like you know people have a problem with Bennington's antics once in a while, that's fine. But you know, if, if instead of bitching and whining about it to wh- whenever you're asked about it, fucking do something about it on the ice, he's out there almost every game, you know, and you, and sometimes there's a dust up a little bit, you know, pushing, shoving, do something about it. No one ever I'm, has.
2: I'm, I'm telling you, not even just a goalie. I think if any fucking player skates up to Bennington and it's, you know, it's a heated game and they say, Hey, next whistle. Drop your shit. Let's go. I really think Bennington would be like, Yeah, okay, let's do it. But no one has clearly done that yet. <laughs> Matt
0: Harris, the <this> coming <laughs> of the season,
2: probably. God, yeah, uh,
0: there it du- is. Dubnik looks like he eats corn the long way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to, that's, that's pretty good.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I got something for you. You know what you deserve? Can, it, Matt Harris. Can, I was
3: going to say, congratulations. You just won yourself in Austin.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to give you, I don't know if you care about fanny packs, but this is a blues, uh, yeah. pride fanny pack. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give it to you because Matt, that was awesome. Please send me your address. Yeah. I think I already yeah. have it, but send it again anyway.
0: And I'm sure Dubnik's a nice guy. You know, I, it, I, I just think he's stupid about this whole thing. So, um, a man in quotes was arrested in the death of a hockey player whose neck was cut <clears throat> with a skate blade during a game. I have you guys noticed that these articles uh, after this arrest because they didn't release the guy's name. Arrested. It's always like a man, you know, and police didn't release the name of the guy that arrested. Everyone knew who this is. <laughs> it, was yeah. it was the Zamboni driver. Yes, it was a Zamboni
2: driver. No, it was the guy who's uh, sharpened Petgrave skates.
0: <laughs> that was the AP.
3: Oh, see, now you're, you're going to be called. Shh. You're going to be called to the witness stand in, in um, Nottingham oh right. for
2: well, giving away the, the name
3: free- of the man. Him. So hey, I, I,
2: if they give me a free trip to Nottingham, I'm in. I'll be there.
0: So uh, I think most of us, uh, and I think the response on social media for this was uh, pretty unanimous and the kind of, like, shock that, oh, they arrested him for this. Uh, the article goes on to say, the police in England arrested a man Tuesday on suspicion uh, suspicion of manslaughter in the death of American ice hockey player uh, Adam Johnson, whose neck was cut by a skateboarding during a game. Um but I haven't seen a single news outlet say that to question someone in England, uh, you may be arrested for questioning. Because in England, police are allowed to arrest a suspect if they believe it is necessary for the investigation. They don't have to have any, they don't have to have charges against you to arrest you. It's a different kind of process. So they arrested so him so they can like, question in him. a
2: In a way, it's bringing him in for questioning. In a way. They they can
0: do that without arresting him, but if they feel it's necessary for the investigation to arrest somebody to question them properly, they can arrest somebody. So it's not like he's they think he's guilty of anything. Like he's being charged with he's not charged with anything, and he was arrested uh, on Tuesday for the suspicion of manslaughter. I think that wording is is key. They're not charging him with manslaughter. He's suspected. Like you know that's the question. Did he? Was it on purpose? Was it a, a malicious act? And so they just had some questions for him and they rest him. They can hold him, they can hold him for up to 24 hours in that case. Um but
2: uh well you know who the judge is gonna be on this, right? Judge Houston. <laughs> no, I was gonna say Sir Robin of Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: <clears throat> Uh, it would be rare, but not unprecedented, for a hockey player to be charged. Um, can't pronounce this guy's first name. Gian, Gianin, Giacinto? Giacin, Giacinto, uh Boney where, was charged. Where,
2: am I, where, where are we seeing this?
0: Uh, it's in the notes here. It'd be rare, but not unprecedented. Uh, Giancinto, Jim Boney, was charged in Italy with culp- culpable homicide after he slashed uh, Moran Schrott in the chest during a game on January 14th, 1992, and Schrott died as a result of the cardiac event. Boney pleaded guilty to manslaughter. And of course, the two famous incidents in the NHL Todd Bertuzzi pleading guilty to assaulting Steve Moore on the ice in 2004. And in 2000, Martin McSorley slashed Donald Boucher in the head and was convicted on assault charges. So the difference here being that um, the acts uh, in the, the, act of the NHL and the one on uh, Boney, were intentional obviously uh the adam johnson sent uh really appears to be accident- accidental in a way so i, don't well, know. I think that's I, the argument
2: yeah right as, was it accidental yeah, um, did,
0: did he throw his leg out to impede progress of johnson
2: and is that act in itself manslaughter that is <laughs> because and, the... and that's the thing like when i saw this and i think everyone kind of responded the same way like I don't know. Like that's such a well, hard thing to answer. Yeah. Now I think everyone's in agreement. He didn't try to kill him. No, uh, this wasn't so an all. intentional. Now man- if he did murder, if they that could would be prove that, one.
0: that'd be murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah manslaughter that'd be murder, one. is murder but is, is the, the result of a death based on your actions. Yeah whether you weren't attending to kill somebody. It's, but.
2: So it's like, again, somebody brought up, uh, Alec Baldwin, what happened with him? He yes. was brought in for questioning on manslaughter, right. um, because he in, did not intentionally do it, but negligence, if, negligence if he was negli- was in play. Yeah. If he was, yeah. negligent, yeah, that's the yeah. question. So I think it's the same here. It's just, again, different, like you said, different process in England than we see here in us. And I believe in Canada as well. Um, but man, I, I gotta say I don't know, and I said this in the Puck Podcast because Doug Strollhan was one of those people who uh, refuses to watch anything like this, which I do not blame him because it's. Have you got? You guys have seen it, right? It's it's. No, I've I refuse to watch it. I you have one seen of those it. too. Okay,
0: and it's that's fine. But I, you know, it, the the video is blurry. You can't really see anything until I mean it's from a distance. It's blurry, and you can you can see the blood on the ice coming coming out pretty heavily it's uh, bad. yeah but it, but again it's not like it's gory where you can it's close up you can tell what's going on but you think oh that's blood but it's it's blurry and from a distance and it's it's not like it's you know turn your stomach kind of a thing it's just oh my god right
2: but i mean it's the fact that you know what right. the result of it was is yes. what makes it difficult to yeah. watch. so i i totally get people not wanting to watch it yeah. but i will say from what i saw it was very negligent by Matt Petgrave. And I guess that to me is the, is is the question in itself. Is that negligence? Is that worthy of him getting charged with manslaughter or is it just negligence by a hockey player in a hockey play? That's the question.
0: I think we've talked about this and and I think we're of the agreement uh, that it's a real possibility that he likely when he got hit and kind of spun sideways, he saw Johnson over there with the puck kind of going to go around him and he wanted to get a piece of him, Yep. you know, and his leg was flying around and he may have, I don't know, intentionally tried to hit Johnson with his leg. I don't know. I, I can see that based on the replay, but it's hard to tell intent. If he says he didn't, I, you can't prove <laughs> Based on the video, in my opinion, that he he tried to impede his progress, but I I can see where he may have thought to do that in a bang bang situation.
2: My right. my issue with it is that um, I've played ice hockey for as long as I can remember, and and again maybe maybe I'm not thinking clearly here, but my skate has never come up that high in any situation. And now, having said that there's always a discombobulation of when you're cutting across, you're trying to get better positioning on a player with the puck. And so, you know, you, you kind of get hit by someone you weren't expecting and your body kind of flies and flails a little bit. So I don't want to say that that's completely impossible. Then my skates never come up that high, but it certainly came up higher than you would expect a skate to come up in a situation like what we saw on that exact play.
0: There was a, a compilation someone put together uh, to somebody online who said that um, skates never come up that high and they, mm-hmm. and they come up that high a lot. It's mm-hmm. just in the, in the NHL when higher speeds, you know, people, players go flying around. Um, there was an incident last night where a player was hitting the side of the face with a skate that, that was so close to being terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I think it I mean, more, more the side of the boot than, the, than on the
2: that. On that specific play, I just can't see why his skate came up that high i mean but again is that just negligence of a hockey player not being aware of his surroundings or is it negligence in a criminal sense i I mean that's i don't know how you that's the issue
3: so uh, to me and, and again i i have not seen the play but to me this is just law enforcement being very procedural, being Mm -hmm. by the books, there's enough gray area that they want to make sure that they, they conduct the inquiries, they go through the process and, you know, determine if there is enough to actually bring charges. Um, And I'd be surprised, Um, you know, I think based on what I've heard of the description that it's, Mm it's, unless he were to admit in an interview that there was intent or, you know, even previous animosity between he and Johnson, I, I don't see that there's going to be enough there to, to charge him. I agree. And, you know, I, I, I don't want to speculate. I brought this up in our group chat, but the other thing that you know, I, I haven't seen any, any talk about, but you know, if there's any, you know, if <sighs> you don't expect hockey players to be under the influence of, of foreign sub, you know, of narcotics or anything, but if he's got painkillers or something in him at that point, is that, is that going to contribute to the negligence that, that could lead to a homicide charge? That's right. A great point. And that's, I think that's why you have to go through the process, right. As, as you know, and in, it, to conduct a thorough investigation, you want to leave all avenues open and you want to make sure you're going through and asking all the questions. And to me, that's that's what I think has been demonstrated at this point, that they are trying to do that as thoroughly as possible.
0: This would, if, if they were to convict him of manslaughter, um, eventually it goes to trial, that would set an interesting uh, precedent for future incidences uh, involving, you know, something like this where, you know, proving intent. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, the McSorley and brochier obvious intent. I mean, even it's a baseball swing right at his head. Uh, 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 Bertuzzi on Moore, obvious with the intent. Bertuzzi actively grabs the jersey and hits him, punches him in the side of the head from behind. I mean, it's obvious. Now, this is a completely different animal. And so, I mean, there are skates that come up on players. It's happened, you know, a handful of times. Uh, uh, And I don't know. If you convict the guy, that's a... I
3: I don't know. How do you... That's that's Right without without an admission or overwhelming evidence,
2: yeah, right. You
3: know that's that why I don't think they're some good. some animosity or that he was completely fucking tanked on something. Yeah, right. That you're you're not going to bring charges. And, and or, it's, if, it's... or if
2: there was something maybe said, like the Steve Moore situation, or maybe the coach said, "Hey, first guy to take out that Johnson guy, I'm giving but, you a hundred dollar bonus."
0: But didn't the teammates, uh. I want to, I haven't heard read any quotes specifically, but I heard the teammates came out in defense uh, that it was an accident. You know, right? I, that's, Everyone that's, has. Everyone yeah. at the rink has. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, anything that would have been like said back and forth between those two players would have been heard by the by other members of the teams, and that's something that you know they would know about. So I don't. You know, I, if that wasn't heard, then I, I think this is a you just have to chalk it up as an accident um, whether or not it was. I mean, it's, it, it, unless you can prove otherwise, which I don't think you can. I don't think you can't prove this. I don't right. think.
3: Right. With, without an admission, right. right you're not going to prove right. intent in this scenario.
0: Yep. Um, that's all we got. Gentlemen's. You yep. this episode,
2: uh, let's hope the blues keep rolling. We got some, yeah. some big games coming up here. They, 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 they had some rough games coming up against Tampa and Colorado, and they breezed through those. So let's see what they do against uh, in this in this California trip.
0: Yeah, I mean the San Jose game. I mean it's interesting. You look at like ah, that's winnable, right? Uh, the Kings are playing well, so that'll be that'll be a, a tough one. Uh, it's always a tough game against the Kings, it seems like. So,
3: right. And then get that back to back with, you know, uh, not even 24 hours later going down to Anaheim. That's always a trap game for this team.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you got uh,
2: Anaheim got shelled tonight by Colorado, too. Yeah.
0: Five, was it 5 2? Eight, eight, 8 2. 8 2. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colorado
3: exercised the Demons from Saturday yes. night.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, they
0: did. They had to even out that goal differential. Yep uh and then we got arizona next week on wednesday we talked about and then uh, black friday uh nashville so yep uh 2 p.m start
2: so i would say expect a show from us tuesday probably yeah
0: yeah, tuesday probably Um, probably yeah i mean i mean yeah tuesday sounds like sounds like the the pick
2: day do a thanksgiving show we could all eat our turkey and talk about blues that wouldn't work for me. <laughs> yeah. no, me neither. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty I, sure multiple people would kill me if I did that. Because <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd be I would, like, hey, mother-in-law, mother and wife, uh, not coming to Thanksgiving this year so I can do a podcast.
3: Yeah, I would be doing it from my car because I will be driving all over God's creation on Thursday.
2: Me too. Thursday. That's, yeah, Thursday, Thanksgiving is, that's a day for us where it's a lot of travel between... St. Louis and St. Charles County.
0: Okay, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. You can get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Booze Radio sent you and by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokered Realty. Give Mike a call today at 314-753-4060 uh, for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's 314 753 zero six zero and by center ice brewery st louis's tasty hockey themed beer check out your local beer vendors for availability that's center ice brewery beer please drink responsibly that'll wrap up episode six of season 13 of the original st louis blues hockey podcast let's go blues radio thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the youtube and facebook live chats during the live show we hope you enjoyed it as much as we bring it to you for jeff ponder and bill day, for jeff ponder bill day and austin lynch i'm kurt price until next time everyone Let's go, blues. Dubnik can suck it.
2: Let's go, blues. Let's go, blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight
1: against Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
2: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
3: I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit
0: again. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back.
1: Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend.